Yo. Hey, I'm Emily Chenevere, CEO of the Austin Board of Realtors. Real estate is changing. Disruptors are flipping the script before most of us have even had our morning coffee. So we're taking it to the experts to peel back the layers on what you need to know. Scratch what you think you know about this business and listen up for a new version of an old industry. It's episode three of Scratch That, and today we're going to focus on data. We're going to focus on the importance of clean MLS data, data standards that work across multiple markets, and also the way that we move that data. I get it. It's not that fun of a topic, but it's an important one for you. The way that we leverage and move data directly impacts the technology that's available for you. That technology has the ability to make or break your success and profitability in this business. I sat down with Jack Miller. He's the president and Chief Technology Officer of T360, a leading real estate and management firm. I asked him about a whole bunch of acronyms, typical in our business, but hard to understand. We began with RESO, R-E-S-O. What does it mean and why does it matter? So RESO is a standards body that is uh, uh, was set up a little, a little over a decade ago in order to create a platform for companies and brokers and franchises and real estate associations and MLSs to talk about data standards and so that we could all get on the same page about how we're going to share data uh, as an MLS, as a broker, uh, as a technology company. How is that all going to work? Um, Because, you know, there's hundreds of MLSs and hundreds of technology companies, and we needed a way to do that. So that's what Riso was intended to solve, and that's the that's what they work on today. Yeah. Okay, so when I think about data, especially in our industry, I think of it in two ways. I think of the quality of the data itself. So what we receive, mm-hmm. is it clean? How consistent is it? But then I also think about how are we moving it as an industry? So I want um, us to start by talking about the quality of the data. What does Riso do to improve the quality of data Overall, what do the standards look like? So there, there's a few components to the standards. So they, they, you, we typically talk about um, the, uh, the, the what. What is it that we're moving around? And uh, that's described by Rezo's uh, data dictionary, mm-hmm. and that says this is this is the information we have uh, about a house or about an MLS member or about anything that's described by the Rezo standards. And it, it, it describes what it is. It says. Uh, if you have a house, here's all the different fields and labels and descriptions of all the things that are associated with the house. Uh, the the second thing that people talk about is the transport. So how does the data move around? Uh, how does a technology company or a website company get access to and use that data so that they can provide a tool or a function or a feature as part of their software? So so those are the, the, the what is it, mm-hmm. and then the how does it move around? Yeah. So, but how do you standardize the data? I mean, uh, what Austin calls a bedroom may not be what Boise calls a bedroom. And what's the importance behind us getting consistent in that verbiage and in, in those definitions? But also, how did how did they do it? How did they scrub it to come up with one clean map? Well, as it's one of the challenges at MLS is that so much of the data, the way it's described, is predicated by local standards. So. 
Rezo's not intended to solve that problem globally because what's defined as a bedroom in Austin, Texas, may be defined slightly differently in Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. right? And we have we don't have any control over that. But what Rezo do does is create a common language to describe that information, and so that we're at least all using uh, a language that is consistent as much as it can be, mm-hmm. uh, while still allowing for the local flexibility that's necessary. Yeah. How hard is it going to be for MLSs across the country to become so compliant to move their their data maps to match that dictionary. Uh, it depends on how how custom and off the grid your local MLS has gotten, right? So in the case of Austin, uh, we, we've done some things that are custom to this market. That yeah, uh, we keep are, it weird here. Yeah, we keep it a little weird here. So it may be a little bit more work. But the standards are designed to handle these kinds of things. So it's not, you know, in the core fields, in most cases are the same. You know, Mm -hmm. we talk about there's a a core set of fields that are common really throughout most of the rest of the country. But then as you get into other markets, you get into the particular nature of that market. And the the RISO standards is is intended to to help you work with that. So we're going to have a little bit of work ahead of us uh, here in Austin. But it's not unreasonable work. And it's good work. And it has some real benefits. Okay, let's talk a little bit about how the data is moved. Um, we move data today using something called a RETS feed. I mm-hmm. like to call that the equivalent of speaking Greek in today's world. It is an ancient, ancient language and a super inefficient way of moving data. Um, the modern language that developers speak today is Web API. It's uh, our industry has decided that we should catch up. Um, how are we going to do that? It's largely the heavy lifting is going to be done by the MLS vendor. So once we have standardized our data using the data dictionary approach, Mm -hmm. then actually making it available via the web API, the newer standard, is not that big of an exercise. And the heavy lifting is done by whoever is providing the MLS system, in this case, CoreLogic. It it, uh, isn't isn't terrible to do it. Uh, there are some challenges because sometimes you have older vendors that are used to the RETS feed, and then you have to tell them, we need to move you from the RETS feed, which is this you know almost 20-year-old standard. Uh, we need to move you from that to a modern current standard. On the flip side, you have all of these eager new technology companies that are building all the new software. They already want the web API, and they're going to move a lot faster with it. Why haven't we done that faster? I mean, it makes sense to me that the only way to innovate new technology is to use a current coding language, a language that current developers, young, excited garage kids want to leverage. But we're stuck on RETS. Our current vendors are using RETS, and it's good enough. But why haven't we moved faster? Well, infrastructure is not a sexy project in most software industries where it's like, oh, I gotta, I've already got the pipes. There's already water flowing through them. Why do I have to build new pipes? Right? Because right? in, in many ways, you can say, well, the end functionality is going to be the same. right? So there's a cost to transition. Transitioning, and I think why we where we are today is because it's a lot of cost to transition. It's it's a cost to the vendor to transition. It's a cost to the MLS to transition. And everybody knows it'll be better on the other side. But what do you do when you have some deferred maintenance? You put it off and you put it off and you put it off. And that's yeah. the case with this is that we the as a whole, the industry has some deferred maintenance because – we don't want to spend the money, and neither do the vendors. So if we expedite getting um, our data moving on web APIs, you are leveraging an API, should we expect that that will make new technology more accessible to even smaller brokers, not just those big franchises that already have big, huge infrastructure they're leveraging? It, it's good for everybody. So the web API is, is it's just, it's a... 
uh, improves the quality and the speed at which software can be delivered in the real estate industry. And it will help the, the big company as much as it will help the little company, because now you have developers available that know how to work with that kind of an API. Uh, there's less training involved for them on, hey, here's this old antiquated standard that nobody uses anymore. We don't have to do that anymore. And so we're going to get more software faster and better because of the web API being in place, which is just a, a general good. It's good for all players. Yeah. And we hope we have a, a member base that's ready for it and that wants it. I think they need it. And I think many of them think they need it. But again, transitioning is hard. It's a painful process, right? Well, absolutely. Austin is a, uh, a very progressive market. You know, we, we're filled with technology entrepreneurs and startup companies and, and people that want to, you know, want to make great tools and they want right. to make great tools and products. Uh, this moving to the web API is really a, a key for unlocking more of that uh, yeah. for the Austin uh, Austin market and for the Austin realtor. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've been reading the trends report. It's one of the best products that T360 throws out every year. But I want to pick up a quote that Stefan left in, in this section of the report talking about research. So in the standards, he said, I truly admire and adore our MLS and association leaders, but also burn with frustration at how many slow play meaningful change. I want to take a stab at addressing that, but then I want you to address it too. Fair enough? Yeah, that's fair. My response to that would be that what's holding us back is the very customer I want to serve. Uh, If we even so much as move a field in the MLS, it can cause havoc in an agent's life. They are not very kind when they go to find changes in the system that supports their day-to-day life and their livelihood, frankly. Yes, our technology lacks. We understand that. We also suffer from wanting to meet the demands of our members in a way that's not disruptive to their critical path business needs. So I, too, want us to move at a much more meaningful pace and and provide more meaningful change. But the customer that I serve wants it, and also it is painful. What would you say to to my leadership about that? What do I tell my board of directors about what we need to do? Well, A, you guys are in a tough spot. You serve a broad demographic. Did you see that tiny tear that rolled down my cheek when I explained that? (laughs) Yeah, no, you're in a tough spot because you serve a broad demographic and you have a lot of different members who engage with this technology, you know, in a lot of different ways, uh, you have the agent that logs in that's that logs in once a month. Mm. You have the power team that's logged in continuously, ten people every day, all day long, right? So you've got you have a you have a, a, a real diversity in the user base, and because of that, you have a lot of different sensitivities, mm. and so you kind of have to focus where. A, you have to focus on where you want to get to. Where are we trying to get to? You have to do a great job of communicating that so that people see the benefits and the payoff of doing that. And you have to let people know change is coming. And none of that is easy, by the way. Those are all like the the, the biggest challenge in most technology projects in this industry is people. Yeah. It's not the technology. And many times you talk to the technologists, like the technology has been around for five or 10 years. Uh, we're waiting for the people to catch up. And mm. so the associations and the MLS staff form that layer of communication and help and preparation uh, and leadership to, to help move our users in a way that they're happy with, they're glad to get the new capabilities, they see the advantages and benefits. And let's be honest, there's going to be some growing pains along the way. That's just how that's just how it is. There's there's not any other way uh, around it. So Yeah. Well, Abor is prepared to make people a little uncomfortable to the end that it's going to serve them well. Um, and we're looking forward to doing more of that in 2019. What could you leave us with? What are, what should we look forward to in the front of MLS and association technology in 2019? What's happening? Well, for perspective, 
perspective, the MLS technology industry is running on what we would describe as pre-iPhone technology. I mean, if you look at the technology That is base, painful. Yeah, it's painful, right? Well, that's that's kind of where, to speak to Stefan's quote, that's kind of where he's coming from. Is yeah. He knows and we know that it's like we have technology that's pre-iPhone. But imagine what if you knew that the iPhone was coming? Right. Like we didn't know how much that kind of a technology and how fluid that platform is and how data moves around, how all your apps recognize you and, you know, all this kind of stuff. We that the level of personalization, customization and automation that is built into that technology platform is coming to MLS and is something that will make everyone's lives better because the MLS applications will just be way smarter. Yeah. So so that's the that's the payoff and that's how when we look at the industry so well what if you knew the iPhone was coming you probably you'd invest in some Apple stock you would <laughs> you would get you would design some applications or think about new possibilities that weren't possible before. So uh, and and as a user it's like well get ready because things are going to get you're going to have some really powerful tools at your fingertips that you haven't had accessible over the next few years. Yeah. Well that's exciting. I know I know that to be true. I've seen some of these tools and I'm excited to get them in our members hands. So Thank you so much. We appreciate you being here today. Awesome. Thanks. Guys, let's make this a thing. If you liked what you heard today, share this episode on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag me at mshenever. That's E-M Shenever. You can also subscribe to Scratch That on iTunes and SoundCloud and grab show notes on abor.com slash scratch that. Thanks for joining me today and go get some stuff done out there.